Welcome back. Richard, it's, it's good to see you on this fine Easter weekend. That's right. Easter weekend. Yes. Um, everything was empty yesterday afternoon. Everybody was um, celebrating things. So yeah. happy Easter to you. To you as well. And and today, you know, one of the when we think about holidays, what do we think about? We think about relationships. We think about family and friends oh, right. together right. and, and mm-hmm. interacting. And, you know, it just so happens coincidentally enough. We're going to talk about that a little bit today, but we're going to talk about it as it relates to probably one of the biggest things, uh, the the most common things, one of the most influential things that are affecting relationships right now. And that's our cell phones. Exactly. You know, um, I don't know what, I don't know about you because we didn't really see a lot of each other this week. Um, It was, it was a, seemed like a fast week or something. Yeah. But something was um, wrong this week. Um, I don't know what it was. It just seemed like um, everybody was busier than usual or more absorbed than usual or something mm-hmm. was up. And I don't know whether it's the it could be the time change. You know, we just went through daylight savings time. Um, it could be the change of seasons. Yeah. Not only not only do your circadian rhythms change, but, you know, allergens come out. And so that maybe it's that it was a full moon. This beautiful moon this week. OK, a full yeah. moon. I don't know. I just don't know. Um, but something something seemed just a little bit off. Right. The other thing that happened during this week, and again, it could just be my tiny little world that I occupy. There was a in 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 each day there was there were numerous discussions about cell phones. Right. I, I don't know why. But this week it was like cell phone week, right? Now, parents were always talking about their kids being addicted to cell phones. That, that we deal with every day. But this week, more and more adults were commenting on cell phones um, about how partners use cell phones or I don't know. Anyway, it became a topic for some reason, a recurring topic of conversation this week. So I thought, I think, figure out what's going on here. Why? Why now? Why is this coming up? So I go into the Internet and say, well, what's going on and do some research and see what's going on. So. What struck me as I went back to look at articles is that many of these articles about put your cell phone down mm-hmm. or unplug from the internet, mm-hmm. they go back 2011 and 2012. And, yeah. and I'm thinking, wow, we've been getting this advice for a long time. You know, the smartphone came out in 2007. So right. within a few years. So then I ran into this article and it was entitled, Now More Than Ever, You Need to Put Down Your Phone. And it's a guy who has a website. And he said, he begins the article, first of all, it was written in 2020. Right. Okay. So that was, I said, oh, 2020. And it's time to put down your cell phone. Things have gotten infinitely more complicated in the last three years. We're talking about pre-pandemic. Yeah. And he wrote this article. It appeared in 2020. He he wrote it at the beginning of the pandemic. Well, Mm -hmm. as everybody knows, things are very, very different now. But in this article, he says... It's almost quaint to think of what the internet was like back in 2008. And it was in 2008 that they first, that he first recommended that people take a sabbatical, take a break from your cell phone. So this is within a year of its appearance, Mm -hmm. people are beginning to advise us to take a break from our cell phones. And I, that that was striking to me. Wow. Maybe there is something here. 
Right. Yeah, it's funny. And, you know, the the thing that we often so often focus on are, are like the physical and, and mental health aspects of it. You know, mm-hmm. we we there were a lot was lots of talk for for years about, you know, blue light and right. um, how it how it interrupts our, our sleep cycle and, and how, right. you know, be staring at screens and computers all the time affect our eyesight and, mm-hmm. you know, more cases of carpal tunnel and, and, and all of these physical health thing, but then of course, loads of mental health things. Um, you know, I, I think that one of the reasons why cell phones came up so much for me this week, because I, I experienced the same thing, um, was really because of working with, with teens who have access to things now with their cell phones that they've never had access to before. And, and that's creating and causing a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. in their lives they they are now they now have access to people and to 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 different things that you know in, in the past they would have never experienced simply because they didn't have access to it and now they do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's that that's that whole kid problem it's what we talked about with um the social media and teenagers uh, right. that talk we did a few weeks ago um yeah we, and we know about these the, all the physical problems. I didn't know that we had something called computer vision syndrome. Yeah. Um, digital eye strain, you know, that, that sort of thing. But I think most of us are familiar with that. The, I, I saw another one that said, when you're looking down at your cell phone, you're compressing your respiratory system. And mm-hmm. that's going to, and I hadn't heard that one before either, that, yeah. that you're going to be more anxious because you have less oxygen. Okay. So that creates anxiety. I had not read that before, but, but most people know about the con, you know, the dopamine addiction, okay. Um, That cell phones are very rewarding. And so you produce more dopamine and keep doing it. What I, what there's less information about is cortisol, right? And when you, what cell phones create is a sense of obligation. You you have to respond. Okay. A sense of obligation increases stress. Stress produces cortisol. Cortisol damages your body. Okay, so so why do phones make you anxious? There's a biological domino effect, Mm -hmm. which I typically don't think. I didn't. I didn't think. I don't think much about the cortisol effect. Everybody talks about dopamine, maybe you know, and we need to talk about cortisol as well. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And then there are the mental health risks, which are they're they're long lists. Right. Right. Because, you know, the, the and we've done podcasts on it before, but but thinking about, you know, the 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 misnomer of social media where the the research has demonstrated repeatedly that, you know, the more you're on social media, the the less um, socially engaged you feel. So people who use social media more often report feeling more lonely than people who use social media less often. Right. And and so we we have this idea that social media and, and technology, uh, which is the vehicle of social media, it um, connects people and and it does do that to some extent, but it is not a replacement for face to face interpersonal interactions. And so we have this obvious, clear trend where the more use you have of technology, especially cell phones and things like that, the more you use it, the more stress, the more anxiety, the more depression, the the more overwhelmed. Um, you know, we've talked many times about using the word like words like addiction and things like that. 
but it is clear that it has an effect on our mental health the, the more that we use our cell phones. Right. You know, I, I think it's one of the truths, and I and I use that word cautiously, but uh, carefully, but being in the internet, you know, the movie, The Matrix, you know, I don't, I have to, I have to rewatch it or watch it, watch the whole thing for the first time. When you're in the internet, it's a very stimulating place to be. Sure. In fact, it's an exhausting place to be mm-hmm. because it's information overload. That's what we like about it because it keeps stimulating us, but it also overwhelms us. It overstimulates us. Okay. And when you are in the internet and I, and I, and I like putting it that way, you are in a cognitively exhausting mm-hmm. arena. Okay. Right. And, and, you know, people say, well, I'm going to take a break from my work and check my phone. You're going from intense workout to more intense workout because right. That's not relaxing. Being in the internet is not a relaxing place to be. It's an overstimulating place to be. Okay. People tend to lose track of time. You know, we talk about going down a rabbit hole. Um, One of the first things a friend told me when she discovered Facebook is she said, my gosh, I looked up and I had been there for four hours, Mm -hmm. completely lost track of the time. It's all interesting. Okay. When you, when you spend that much time, and you lose track of time, you're giving up other activities that you should be engaged in. Okay. So there are lots of, um, you know, in the whole pen and paper thing. Yeah. I don't know about you, but there are times when I just want to write something out because it mm-hmm. allows me to think through a problem. Okay. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there are all these mental health concerns. And the other one, final one that fascinated me was, and I think about this because of some people I know well, Depression and anxiety is probably much, is probably aggravated for people who have are depressed or anxious mm-hmm. who have depression or anxiety. Cell phone use is probably a very different problem for them than it is for people who don't have those diagnoses. Right. Yeah. You know, many times, um, you know, how, how many times, I guess we could say, how many times have people, do people talk about you know, being depressed or being anxious, and then they go on Facebook or they go on, you know, on their phones and they see other people living the life of their dreams mm-hmm. only exacerbates their anxiety and depression. It makes things worse for them. Right. Now, when I see people now say, oh, I got to take a break and they grab their phone and t- that's not a break. Right. You're not you're not taking a break when you and I don't care how you want to how do you want to sell this to me? Right. You entered that world. Yeah, your smartphone is a is 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 the internet. You enter that world. That's right. not a relaxation. I don't care what you want to say about it. You're that's not relaxing. You're not taking a break. Well, and, and it is doing exactly what we tell our kids not to do. You know, we tell our kid if our you know if our kids being bullied, um, you know, digital bullying, um, or or they're being bullied through social media or something. We tell them, you know, just stop going in there. Stop looking mm-hmm. at it, and you know, and, and we know all the problems that 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 cause that's related to that. We know that it's really difficult for kids to do that uh, mm-hmm. for, for many different reasons, but, but here we are depressed and we're going online and looking at things that's going to, that's making us more depressed. And you so know, and I think exactly those, the thing, same thing that we're telling our kids to stop doing. Right. And I think of those kids and Bernie, you, you, you and I have talked about this many times. You have these older teenagers, uh, 18, 19, 20, and they say, oh, I just have, I'm overwhelmed. I'm so anxious. I, I just need to take a break. Okay. I need to, I need to just take a break. 
And so they go into their cell phones and it makes everything worse. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're creating the very stress that they want to escape. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make it worse. The other point is that when people, when people reach for their cell phones mm-hmm. to avoid dealing with unpleasant experiences, in other words, I'm, I'm, I'm having so much stress and you grab your phone. Now you've derailed your ability to manage your stress. Mm-hmm. Because instead of dealing with those emotions, you're jumping into another place right. and you're ignoring it. And so over time, you lose the ability to deal with you, to manage your emotions. Right. Okay. And, and and while we just, you know, we spent a good portion of this podcast already talking about that, that that's not even the real thing that we want to talk about right. as it relates to to the issues that we see that, that are really starting to um, take hold um, as a major problem with our, especially our cell phones, but technology in general. And, and that is that, you know, we're going to talk about the the reasons that we should put our phones down is not just our physical health, not just our mental health, but my goodness, think about our relationships, right? Our relationships with our kids, our relationships with our partners, mm-hmm. other family members, other friends, Think about the influence that our cell phones have on those relationships. That's right. And if you're not going to do it for yourself, if you're not going to do it for physical health reasons or mental health reasons, do it for your kids and do it for your partners. Yeah. Right. There was a great book written again uh, years ago um, called The Big Disconnect, Protecting Child and Family Relationships in the Digital Age. And she's written this whole book about... Um, don't let your cell phone interfere with your relationships with your, she talked about kids, but also we have to talk about partners because it's happening to spouse, spouse and spouse relationships. Right. Absolutely. You know, when we did the, you mentioned the the social media uh, workshop that we did a couple of weeks ago, you know, one of the things that we said in there is that kids, kids learn from watching. And, and, and the reality is, is that many times kids, uh, you know, parents will get really upset when kids do this, but perhaps appropriately so kids will say, you know, why do I have to put mine down when every time I go in there, my parents are on their phones. Right. They, they tell me they tell me to put my phone down um, mm-hmm. to, to and go do something else. But they right. don't up from their phone when they tell me that they're looking That's at right. their phones the whole time. They're saying that, that they, I need to go do something different. That's right. And this is especially, I mean, it, it's true at every age, developmental stage, but from birth to five, you know, the American Academy of Pediatrics came out recently and said nothing from birth to two. Okay, right. just forget it. The reason, one of the reasons is because children learn to read facial expressions and tone of voice by mm-hmm. dealing with their parents. They see their right. parents' faces and they learn all that. If you're not interacting with your children during right physically, directly interacting eyeball to eyeball with your children. If you're on your cell phone, your head is down and you're doing this, your your child is not able to learn those early developmental skills of emotional regulation, emotional recognition, empathy, all those things that should develop by watching a parent. Right. That's taken away if you're on your cell phone. So right. young children learn these things by watching our faces and our tone of voice. 
Right. So yeah, birth, birth to two, they say no screens really at all. And even right. from, from three to five or six or so, they say mm -hmm. maybe an hour a day, but only an hour a day with the parents sitting next to them. That's right. So, so you have the end, they get that interaction. It's a person to person interaction. You are you are you're in their face, so to speak. Okay. Right. But you're you're doing it in real time with real people. And that's how kids are going to learn from birth to three or birth to four. Okay. Right. The other thing being on your phone, it tells your kids that this is more important than they are. Right. Which, which is very sad, but it's true. Yeah. Right. And it's also true for partners. Right. If you're in a room with your partner and your partner's on her phone, what you're going to do what's most important to you. Right. And, and you and your partner say, well, no, 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 we're in the same room. With it. No. If you're on your phone, you're talking to somebody else. You're, right. you're, you're focused on somebody or something else. You're not focused on me. So the same holds true for adults, for right. partners. Okay. Yeah. And, and well, for, for all of our relationships, because if you're in a situation where you are more interested in what's happening on your phone, more interested in, you know, getting likes or or reading comments on something that you've posted or sending text messages or something like that, you're seeking that reinforcement and that that chemical engagement, you know, just mm -hmm. that that reinforcement engagement. If we go back to dopamine and things like that, you're looking for that through those digital means. And not through interpersonal with your partner or with your friends or with your family or whoever's sitting there in the same room with you. And so you're going to keep going back to your cell phone mm -hmm. and ignore the person sitting here, you know, just a couple of feet from you. And, and we see this. And if you, if you want to, if you want to witness it firsthand, look at your teenagers when they have a friend over, they will sit in the same room and text each other. Right. Right. It, they're they're literally sitting on the same couch and they're messaging each other in a group chat or mm -hmm. and it's so they're not inter, they're not getting that reinforcement or anything with their face-to-face in-person interactions. They're getting it through these digital means. And that is really, you know, negatively affecting relationships, you know, significantly. That's right. I had a discussion with one of my adult children because we have this argument all the time. I will be talking to him and he will suddenly just pick up his phone and start texting mm -hmm. to me. And we had this discussion to me, he's stepping out of our conversation mm -hmm. and going into another conversation. And he says, no, that's not what's happening. I'm really focused on you. And I can't convince him that right. when he turns his attention to the phone, it's like turning his attention to another person. Okay. Right. And when he's there, when he's there, he's ignoring me. Right. And I and I'm having a very difficult time because we have different views of a cell phone. I see a cell phone as a person. Well, but but I think that that's a fascinating example. And, and I didn't think about it until you just explained it like that. But that is a perfect example of why social media isn't considered social. Mm hmm. That interaction, that texting isn't considered talking to another person. Right, right. Social is interacting with other people. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you don't see your cell phone use as interacting with other people, as he, as you were just describing with him, then it's not, you're not going to see it as an interruption from that perspective. You're interacting, you're going to see that you're interacting with a device. And maybe mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why people feel more lonely because they, they know that they're just in a phone, they're not 
engaged with someone directly and and um you know that that might be a component of it right yeah we have we argue about it all the time because he just and i have adults who do the same thing they say no no i'm not ignoring you i'm 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 with you i'm here i'm engaged no you're not engaged you're right. you're switching from that engagement to this engagement and i want your attention i want to have your attention for a sustained conversation right and if we can't have if you're not going to let me have that with you it would be the same as you walking out of the room right okay so there is a generational dif- divide here that we need to come to terms with but you are ignoring the other person mm-hmm. please we need to be clear about that uh, absolutely and there again there there is a a substantial difference in interacting with someone face to face than interacting with people in real life connections. And, and if, again, if, if you want to experience that step into a school and look right. at the effects that the last few years have had on the way that kids and teenagers interact with each other. You know, we went, we just went through a few years where arguably for, for, for justifiable, I suppose, reasons, the vast majority of interactions were digital, were virtual. Mm-hmm. Kids talk to each other differently now than they did three yeah. years ago. Right. They just do. It's just the reality. Right. Yeah, um, changed. And, and because of that, they interact with adults differently. Right. Right. They interact with each other differently. And so all of these relationships are different now. And I'm, I'm going to be very controversial here and say Good. adults interact with kids differently now. Oh, than yes. Before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very easy when, when when we were interacting with students working in the schools when, when you're interacting with students and you're only interacting with them virtually oh it is very different you talk to them very differently in that medium than you do sitting in a classroom That's right. but That's when right. you've done it for a few years now mm-hmm. um, it changes the way that you talk to people interpersonally right <laughs> um there's there, one of the one of the writers said there's a substantial difference between digital connecting and real life connecting, mm-hmm. and I thought hmm, and then I thought about us the the relationship that you and I have. When I text you, mm-hmm. it's com- it is it is completely different than when you and I are sitting in your office talking. Right. Yeah. You know, you and I will go outside once in a while and talk mm-hmm. as you're getting in the car. It's a completely different interaction. It's almost like you're two different people. There's a digital Bernie and there's a real life Bernie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, it's a completely different experience. Right. But when that you and I have. Right. That when you and I communicate via text. Right. Completely different than when we uh, when we're in the same room talking to each other. Right. A- absolutely. So and, and that so that extends to all other relationships as well. So You know, when we think about how much we're using our phones, when we think about how much we're plugged in, we have to consider, you know, the influence that it's having so that we we back off and and stop um, stop stop emphasizing it and relying on it so much. And, and, you know, one of the um, one of the websites that we're linking in the show notes tells us, you know, five good reasons (laughs) for putting down your smartphone, you know, okay. five, five good reasons. And, and the first is one that I know that you, you really enjoy talking okay. about. Learning and styles and multitasking. You know, people always say, well, they're multitasking, <laughs> but you really can't multitask. You can do two things at once, but that's not multitasking. You're, you're, you're switching. 
Right. right. You're just switching from one thing to another thing. And some people can switch between things faster. You can. You can. I mean, you can have four or five devices open and you're switching from one to the other. But not, most people can't do that. Right. But Kids it's just, can't. I can tell it, you. It's not, it's not that you're really thinking about all four or five things at one time. You're, you're thinking about this one, then you're switching and you're thinking about this one. And then you go back to this one and you're just switching faster. That's all. It's, right. It's, um, but right. most people can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, she had she had she said five compelling reasons. I couldn't find the date for this article, but um, I took three. There were two that we can talk about some other time. But um, the first one is you don't multitask. That's a, right. the brain doesn't multitask. Um, number two, you can't be present with people in real life and be on your phone at the same time. Right. You, we should stop arguing with each other about that. If your spouse tells you that you're not present because you're on your phone, please believe what he or she is saying to you. Right. It is they're telling you the truth. You cannot be present at both. Okay. Right. And then it's <laughs> most of us believe that <laughs> I have to be careful here because <laughs> some people I'm very close to. It's worse to miss something in real life than missing something on the internet. Right. Okay. If sweetheart, if you have to make a choice, miss something on the internet. Don't miss something that I'm trying to explain to you right now. Okay. Right. And I'm not the only partner. Right. Um, I know that many, many, many people come in here and have that same concern or complaint right. that, you know, my husband or my wife is, and it works both ways. I mean, I have wives coming in and say, my husband's on his phone when he's at home, okay? Right. Which means he doesn't care about me as much as he cares about that. Right. I have husbands who say, my wife is on TikTok and not talking to me. Right. You know, I'll give you, people say, well, it's it's not the same. Go give your, go give your cell phone or your computer a big hug. Yeah. What do you get back? Right. Now, go hug another person. Yeah. It's yeah. It's different. It's different. It, it is different. And and I think that, you know, it, it's funny how that writer put it, you know, it's worse to miss something in real life than to miss something on the internet. But yet, you know, you could be having a very engaging, intimate conversation with someone and you hear the notification on your phone. <laughs> it immediately pulls you from it. Because Whatever's happening here. And then you look at it and it's like, Oh, it's just reminding me that I need to drink some water you know? <laughs> or it's telling me that I need to, you know, need more steps. Breath. Yeah. Um, and, and you've just now broken this connection that you had with someone here. You've broken it to check something that was inconsequential. Right. Um, and we, we have to be more mindful of that because that I think is, is some of the things you know, one component of things that's really damaging relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, the Jewish Jews have this uh, Shabbat, uh, the mm -hmm. Friday night, you know, Friday night to Saturday night, but they just take a break from everything. Okay. And maybe we need a phone Shabbat, you know, where we just say, and that's what some people recommend is just have a day a week or times that, but we can talk about that another time. How do you do this? How do you make this happen? What do you do? Because we're all attached. We're all addicted to our phones. It's not a problem. Just admit it. We're all addicted. Um, but how do you deal with that addiction? Okay. And we can talk about that in another podcast, but maybe, maybe it should begin with 
you need to take a break. You need yeah. you need to occasionally you have to separate. And please, please, please don't put the internet in front of your partner or your children. Right. Okay? Right. And that's what most of us are doing. We right. can be an intimate conversation, but if we get a notification, you shift attention to what's really important, and right. that's your phone. And that's right. not a message you want to send to your partner. Absolutely. And, and, and again, as we've sort of emphasized throughout this entire thing, we are talking to parents. We are talking to adults because this is something that adults struggle with just as much, if not more than kids. Um, so, you know, and, and adults are on their phones just as much, if not more than kids. So right. be mindful. Yeah, you and I were surprised. We were surprised by that Instagram data that said yeah. that, you know, the biggest Instagram users are actually people in midlife, you know, in their 20s and 30s, in their 30s. It's not teenagers. It's right. it's uh, adults who are uh, up to 34, 35 years old. Right. So, yeah. So so just be mindful of that and and remember that um, that it's OK to take a break and put it down for a bit. So. Right. All right. Well, that's it for today. OK. Enjoy your Easter weekend, Richard. Yeah, you too. Have a good time. Enjoy. Relax. I'll do my best until next time. Okay. All right. Stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.